Fools had no less wit in a year, for wise men are grown foppish. They know not how their wits to wear, their manners are so apish. Then they for sudden joy did weep, and I for sorrow sung, that such a king could play bo peep and go the fools among. I'll let you sing the this as I repeat it there. Okay, thank you very and much. They oh, for gosh. sudden joy did, no, I did weep. I for sorrow sorrow sung. That such that a king should play fools among. Oh, Mr. <laughs> William Shakespeare. Wow. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome. Welcome. I'm, yes. So, the great King Lear has got this idea that he has been betrayed by his youngest daughter and his best friend. And he's banished them both. Who is Lear? Have we seen him yet, really? Is this a conscious, aware, authentic human being treating the two people who mean the most to him this way? And what about the other daughters? Goneril, Reagan. They've expressed their profound love for their father, exceeding all expectations. But come on, are they telling the truth? A career doesn't seem to think so, does she? I mean, this is how she says goodbye to them before she, before she leaves for France. I, I know, she calls them jewels, the jewels of our father. With washed eyes, Cordelia leaves you. I know what you are, and like a sister, I'm most loath to call your faults as they are named. Use well our father. To your professed bosoms I commit him, but yet, alas, stood I within his grace, I would prefer him to a better place. So, farewell to you both. Time shall unfold what plated cunning hides. Who cover faults, at last shame them derides. Well may you prosper. What was that? I mean, is there something going on under the surface? Something we weren't aware of? And what's she talking about? Could this be sour grapes, do you think, Tom? I mean, she's lost everything to these two. Shahari, I don't think so. She doesn't, she just doesn't trust them. She's worried about what's going to happen to her father. Well, whatever it is, we're going to find out soon enough. Hey, guess what? What? We're going to meet the fool, finally. <laughs> Where's he been? Well, he just couldn't take it. He didn't want to hear any part of that scene Lear was setting up. Is he coming back now? He absolutely is, and I love that man. Or maybe he'll throw some light on the situation. <laughs> or throw something into chaos, which I think is more like me. And Kent is back in the picture, too. Right. Yeah, Lear banished him, didn't he, from the kingdom last yeah. time, you don't remember? But Best Kent, friend. he's not going to give up on him. Figures out a way to come back on the scene, disguising himself as a peasant. He offers to be Lear's servant. Mm How -hmm. oh, now? What art thou? A man, sir. What dost thou profess? What wouldst thou with us? I do profess to be no less than I seem. To serve him truly that will put me in trust. To love him that is honest. To converse with him that is wise and says little. To fear judgment. To fight when I cannot choose, and to eat no fish. Oh, well art thou. A very honest-hearted fellow, and as poor as the king. If you'll be as poor for a subject as he is for a king, thou art poor enough. What wouldst thou? Service. Who wouldst thou serve? You. Dost thou know me, fellow? Oh, no, sir. But you have that in your countenance which I would fain call master. Oh, what's that? Authority. Well, what services? 
can now do. I can keep honest counsel, ride, run, mar a curious tale and telling it and deliver a plain message bluntly. That which ordinary men are fit for, I am qualified in. And the best of me is diligence. How old art thou? Not so young, sir, to love a woman for singing, nor so old to dote on her for anything. I have years on my back, forty-eight. Follow me, thou shalt serve me. If I like thee no worse after dinner, I'll not part from thee yet. <laughs> dinner, ho, dinner! Where's my knave, my fool? Not seen him these two days. Go you, call my fool hither, and tell my daughter I'd speak with her. Now, my friendly knave, I thank thee. Here's earnest of thy service. Oh, so here's the fool, ignoring the king entirely. Let me hire him too, he says to Kent. Here's my coxcomb. Oh, uh, now, my pretty knave, how dost uh, thou? And the fool just ignores Lear. He focuses on Kent. Sarah, Sarah, you will best take my coxcomb. Why, fool, says Kent. Why, says the fool, for taking one's part that's out of favour. Now when they canst not smile as the wind sits, they'll catch cold shortly. There, take my coxcomb. Why, this fellow has banished two aunt's daughters, and did the third a blessing against his will. If thou follow him, thou must needs wear my coxcomb. How now, uncle? What I had two coxcombs and two daughters. Why, my boy? If I gave them all my living, I'd keep my coxcombs myself. There's mine. Beg another of thy daughters. Take heed, sirrah. The whip. Truth's a dog must to kennel. He must be whipped out when a lady the brack may stand by the fire and stink. A pestilent gall to me. Sarah, I'll teach thee a speech. Do. Mark it, uncle. Have more than thou showest, speak less than thou knowest, lend less than thou owest, ride more than thou goest, learn more than thou trowest, set less than thou throwest, leave thy drink in thy whore, and keep in a door, and thou shalt have more <laughs> than two tens to a score. There's <laughs> nothing, fool. Then tis like the breath of an unfeed lawyer, you gave me nothing for it. Can you make no use of nothing, uncle? Why, no, why, no boy? Nothing can be made out of nothing. Prithee, Kent, tell me, tell him, so much the rent of his land comes to, he will not believe a fool. A bitter fool? Dost thou know the difference, my boy, between a bitter fool and a sweet fool? No, lad, teach me. That lord that counseled thee to give away thy land, come place him here by me. Do thou, Kent, for him stand. The sweet and bitter fool will presently appear. The one in Motley here, the other found out there. Dost thou call me fool, boy? Well, all thy other titles thou wast given away. That thou wast born with. <laughs> what this guy gets away with it. <laughs> I know. Give me an egg, <laughs> uncle, he says, and I'll give thee two crowns. <laughs> what two crowns shall they be? Why, after I've cut the egg in the middle and eat up the meat, the two crowns of the egg. When thou clovest thy crown in the middle and gavest away both parts, thou borest the ass of thy back o'er the dirt. Thou hast little wit in the bald crown when thou gavest the golden one away. If I speak like myself in this, let him be whipped that first finds it so. Fools had ne'er less wit in a year, for wise men are grown foppish. They know 
how they know not how their wits to wear. Their manners are so uppish. When will you want to be so full of songs, Sirrah? I have used it, Uncle, ever since thou madest thou daughters thy mothers. For when thou gavest them thy rod and portst down thine own breeches, then they for sudden joy did weep, and I for sorrow sung that such a king should play bo peep and go the fools among prithee, Uncle. Keep a schoolmaster that can teach thy fool to lie. I would fain learn to lie. And you lie, Sarah. We'll have you whipped. My gosh. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look at what's happened here. I mean, my God. Ah, he tells Lear the truth to his face. That he is the fool. Lear. Through what he's done, giving his kingdom to these two daughters of his, tells it like it is, doesn't he? No holes barred. But why, why does a Lear allow the fool to, to speak to him that way? I mean... Kent told him essentially the same thing and got banished from the kingdom. I mean, why does Lear listen to the fool and no one else? And Lear, Lear was lost without him. I know. It's really interesting, isn't it? I guess we're getting back to the issue of truth. What we were talking about before. Who is it that can tell us the truth? Who will we listen to? And he was desperate to have him back. We all need a fool, don't we? When mine dis disappears, I'm desperate to have him back as well. <laughs> and the plot thickens. Goneril. The eldest daughter, who has pledged her undying love, we heard her, promised to take care of him in his waning years. She arrives on the scene. <laughs> fool has a few things to say about this one as well. Ah, here comes one of the pairings. Oh, no, daughter. What makes that front lid on? Methinks you are of late too much of the frown. Yes, forsooth, I won't hold my tongue, so your face bides me, though you say nothing. Mum, mum, he that keeps no crust no crumb, weary of all, shall want some. That's a shield, Peascott. And then Goneril just steps right in. Aha! No concern whatsoever. Just comes right in. Not only, sir, this your all-licensed fool, but other of your insolent retinue do hourly carp and quarrel, breaking forth in rank and not to be endured riots. Are you our daughter? And the fool has something to say about that. May not an ass know when the cart draws the horse? Whoop, jug, I love thee. Doth any here know me? Snot Lear, doth Lear walk thus speak? Thus where his eyes? Either his notion weakens, his discernings lethargized. Ha, waking, tis not so. Now who is it who can tell me who I am? Lear's shadow. Oh, I love that line. That line comes right out of the stratosphere and the subterranean <laughs> from the unknown. It makes it so personal, magic. Lear's shadow. I've seen my shadow. It's also my inner critic, judge, hmm. my Grendel, like in Beowulf, who comes out of the lake every night to kill someone. Grendel. 
Goneril. Interesting. I used to be ashamed of him, but I embrace my shadow now. I want to walk down the road with him and my and my dog, Kala, and Grendel with his pit ball. <laughs> you know, we could walk the road down the road together. It's funny how shadows kind of appear. My shadow is a cat, a cat called Toby, which is my cancer cat who helped me go through my cancer, right? So I could bring my cancer cat, or maybe I could bring my daughter's squirrel if she'd let me her squirrel. The squirrel comes to the window every morning. <laughs> we'll you know, did I tell you about my squirrel? <laughs> yeah, we oh, can we'll be, a, be a gang. Yeah, Absolutely. a gang. Yeah, you know, um, Kayla, Toby, and the squirrel. By the marks of sovereignty, knowledge, and reason, I should be false persuaded I had daughters. Which they will make an excellent father, an obedient father. Your name? Fair gentlewoman. This admiration, sir, is much of the savour of other your new pranks. I do beseech you to understand my purposes aright. As you are old and reverend, you should be wise. Here do you keep a hundred knights and squires, men so disordered, so debauched and bold, that this our court, infected with their manners, shows like a riotous inn, epicurism and lust make it more like a tavern or a brothel than a graced palace. The shame itself doth speak for instant remedy. Be then desired by her that else will take the thing she begs, a little to disquantity your train and the remainder that shall still depend to be such men as may besort your age and know themselves and you. Darkness and devils, saddle my horses, call my train together, degenerate bastard, I'll not trouble thee. Yet have I left a daughter? You strike my people, and your disordered rabble makes servants of their betters. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> Did you hear that, what she said? She called his hundred knights insolent retinue. These are his men, the pride of his life. They represent who he is. She's called them rioters. He can't believe what he's hearing, suddenly out of the blue. And the fool nails it, doesn't he? I mean, she wants him to be an, an obedient father. Yep, yep. They want to take his way his driving license. They want to put him in a nursing home. You know, I think about this a lot lately because that's exactly what happened with my stepfather. It was unbelievable. They think they knew out of kindness what my father wanted. But how can you? They put him in his lovely chair that they brought from his lovely home. And his wife sells his house. And you know, Shahari, I looked at him and I thought, this man has chosen to die. Because he is an obedient father. You know, maybe all she is saying or trying to say is, maybe Goneril's trying to say, listen, Dad, listen. We are long past being obedient to you. It's time for you to be obedient. And you won't? So you're going to go into that wheelchair and you are going to have that couch and that's where you're going to be like my stepfather. Well, shall we leave it there? Yeah, let's leave it there. Let's leave it for now. But the plot is sure unfolding. <laughs> you think we have to end with the song again? 
I think so. Oh, come on, sing us a song, Shahare. <laughs> now remember, remember our discussion earlier. When you said I wasn't allowed to sing. Is that right? That's right. I got some singing in this particular podcast. Did you notice? I did get some singing in. Now you right. promise. You promise. Okay. I promise. I'm going to sing. Where you go? Sing, sing, sing. <laughs> go on, sing. No way. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. We're all on bated breath. Bated breath. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. And now... Fools had no less wit in a year, for wise men are grown foppish. They know not how their wits... I think you should sing right from the beginning. You want me to sing from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, my it's God. A, what a privilege. I'm telling you not to sing, but you're, but oh, you're going to sing and... You're going to okay. sing anyway. <laughs> you you, 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 you can sound sing. like the fool. You sound like the fool. What are you saying? Anyway, you're saying one thing, but you really <laughs> yeah, mean something that's else. Right. Okay, you, you can shut sing. up. I'll sing. I'm going to sing. I'll let you okay, sing. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Okay. Fool. Okay, it's fools had no less wit than a year for wise men are grown foppish. They know not how their wits to wear their manners are so wapish. Maybe we won't have you sing. I want to sing. Then they for sudden joy did weep and I for sorrow sung. I'll play guitar. That such a king should play Bo Peep and go the fools among. Okay, now you can have a song. You sing. No, you sing from the beginning. All right. Go. Fools had no less wit in the year for wise men, wise men are grown foppish. foppish. They, they know not how, how their wits to wear, to wear their, their manners, manners are so, are so rich. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. Okay, no. we cut the whole thing off. This is the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I think we have to go for singing lessons, but we'll be back.